1: Hello and welcome to the latest edition of Woodman Corner, the West Bromwich Albion podcast brought to you by Albion fans at the the Birmingham Mail. I am Graham Brown, it's just me this week um, and we are going to be reflecting on the end of an era at the Albion with Gary Megson departing the club after his second stint um, at the club. Obviously, we could have gone on at length today about Alan Pardew and looking forward and so on. We've done that a bit in the, with the last podcast where we um, analysed Alan Pardew's career to date and there's going to be loads of that around. That's not really what Woodman Corner is about. Um, we wanted to take today to um, mark something that's really, really important to fans. Gary Megson is an is a Albion legend. He, uh, he changed the um, direction of the club and uh, it would appear that uh, this might be his final day with us. so We really wanted to mark it with something special. Um, so what we've got coming up for you? Well, we've got uh, we've got three things principally. I'm really, really chuffed that we've got it. Um, we start off with, you know, we are a storytelling podcast. This is where we come to tell, you know, daft stories and uh, dressing room... Um Dressing Room Yarns and someone from the club We start off with uh, with some audio that we took When Gary Megson joined on his second uh, Spell at the Albion Which is a, a story told about Frank Burrows the, the long-time assistant manager here Which is brilliant and you know, just shows the insight of the man, how fun he can be and that sort of thing it also be pretty intense But uh, but certainly uh, a, a jovial character uh, We'll go on then to Talk to John Homer um, who is the uh, who, who oversees one of the main the main branch supporters' club? Who's got a couple of great stories to tell about uh, about Gary? One brilliant one where he uh, kind of dug him out of a hole uh, when they seemed to be stuck in the in, in nowhere in Denmark, and the, he helped them get home. And we'll end with uh, Gary Mekson's final press conference at the Albion, um, in which he's asked about uh, about Sam Field's goal, uh, which which is a nice moment for him to end on, and also um, a bit about his time here. Uh, so it's going to be great. We'll start off now though um, with the man himself speaking to Greg Evans a couple of months ago when he uh, joined Albion. Gary,
0: you laid the foundations almost for this club and their Premiership run. The way you,
2: when you came in in 2000 mm. and, you, and, you, and you kept them in the, the first division and then progressed. Yeah, just just give us your thoughts on on that, on that time. Um. I did my interview, there was, like, there was more board members than the players. <laughs> <laughs> they were all around this thing. We, we met up at a hotel um, just off the, the M1. And they asked me, um, what did you know about West Brom was one of the questions. And me being me, I just told them what I thought. And I says, um, I know all about your past. Bobby Hope, Jeff, Bomber, all those people. And I know you're always falling out with each other all the time. <laughs> and they kept changing over the board all the time. I says, so and one of them got rubbed up the wrong way, but the chairman at the time says, well, he's honest and he's right, so <laughs> anyway, it must have gone okay. But you just... There was... Um, I, at some point, I'm going to ask the club if, I, if they'll let me write this book that I'd like to do, because it's not, not a nasty thing, but it's, um, it, it, I think it'd be quite entertaining for the people around here. But um, one of the things that happened, I brought Frank Burroughs in here, and we were training, and we had half a rugby pitch to train on at the time, not this. And, um, and I didn't want to upset any of the players, so I brought them all in, and we all played against a game against each other. But it was something like a 12-a-side. It was stupid, like you're playing the, the school. But I wanted to keep everybody together, so Frank was on the side. So we played for about half an hour. So I went jogging over afterwards. I says, uh, what do you think? He says, um, we've got three players. <laughs> oh, Christ. I said, three? He went, yep. You, Cyril, and Lee Hughes, (laughs) and he weren't far off, but it just needed a complete sea change. It was, um, you know, there's a lot of players here using it as a rest home. It was a great place to be. Good club, Poodle about. Never get anywhere. Just finish above relegation, and in a bad year, you might go down. Um, That time, that game that was talking about the young players that we had. Soon as the whistle went to finish, they were gone. Nobody stayed behind, nobody practised, nobody brought the balls in or the bibs. And it was just like a bit of a jolly-up club. And it just needed a complete change of attitude. We brought players in like McInnes, like Appleton, like Fox, people like that. And then Tony Butler, you know, just honest players. We needed honest, good players. And we (coughs) signed five of them after a game at Portsmouth because I thought we were going down. And I'm sure we would have gone down, we just needed to change for change's sake and we brought in people who weren't fit, we brought in people who were in reserve teams, Tony Butler from Port Vale, which was below us, just to get that little bit of a boost and um, you know, fortunately we stayed up and then kicked on from there.
1: So thank you to Greg Evans and of course to Gary Megson for that. Um... So I just wanted to say a bit about Megson myself. So I'm a I'm a 36 year old army fan. I started supporting the club in uh, 1987. My first ever game was Albion six Stoke nil. So it looked like it was all going to be plain sailing from there as a five year old. But um, it kind of went a bit downhill from there, really. You know, from from the the late 80s until the end of the 2000s, I was a uh, you know young Albion fan who just had nothing to get behind, really. You know. We were a pretty terrible club, you know, but rolling from manager to manager, you know, starting off with Tolbert, you know, through the Buckley years, onto Brian Lutton and so on. And realistically, I, I had no sense whatsoever that Albion were capable of being a club that would, be, that would win games routinely, regardless of the division. Then in comes Gary Megson. I remember the time at the... Um, yeah, where we were struggling, he managed to keep us up just at the end of the season. He saw that massive, rampant progress the next year, where we managed to get into the playoffs and were uh, were nudged out by Bolton. And then, then it happens. Then he gets a club, you know, with a budget, yeah, no bigger than the, the teams in their relegation zone, up into the Premier League and. Yeah, you know, struggling, you know, but competing at a whole different level. It was a fantastic um, achievement and one that has been maintained really for the um, decade that's passed. You know, he never managed to properly compete at Premier League level, but we compete at Premier League level because of the things he did. So, you know, from this 36-year-old West Bromwich Albion fan, I thank Gary Megson for um, rejuvenating my love for the club. But uh, you know, I'm just an Albion fan. Uh, let's go over to a supreme Albion fan, who's John Homer. Um, I spoke to him uh, earlier this week about uh, about Gary Megson. He's got some great stories to tell about it. Okay, so I'm uh, I'm on the line now with John Homer, who's uh, the chairman of the main branch of the Albion Supporters Club. He's also on the um, on the Albion Assembly. So, John, thank you much for uh, for joining us. No um, such a big moment for all Albion fans. We we, we all have to um, admit that the, the the time's going to come to an end soon, and Gary Megson's going to depart us. You've, you've seen lots of Albion, lots of Megson, so on. Tell me your, your favourite story that you would associate with Gary Megson and his time at the club.
0: Oh, there are so many. There are so many. I mean, the man goes down in Albion folklore, doesn't he? As the man who took us back into the top flight after so many years in the wilderness. Absolutely. And the season that we did it, of course, we picked the wolves as well, which was a wonderful achievement. And uh, there, there are so many memories of of, of Gary Megson. when he came to the football club originally. We were in the uh, in the khaki, basically, weren't we? Uh, and uh, we were going nowhere other than down. I think he comes along. We sign six players uh, on deadline day, as it were, and we survive. And the following season, he gets us into the playoffs. Uh, and uh, and then the following season, he gets us up, and I firmly believe he's the catalyst for everything that has happened ever since. All the progress that we've made has been possible because he took us into the Premier League, where the uh, the financial rewards are so great.
1: Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think you're right. I was talking to Andy Johnson about it for this podcast the other day, and he was sort of saying how he he'd been at Nottingham Forest, and and he'd been in a, in a promoted promoted team at Nottingham Forest, but it was never kind of the same. And I think I said to him was. Nottingham Forest weren't as terrible as we were before before no. you got there, and they, no. and they're not as good as we are now. And, and the, it is a lasting impression he's made on on, on the album. I talking about Megson now You know, the, so that's the thing. He came into a club that was that had been terrible for fifteen years, and he's oh, left yeah, a club. Yeah. He's left a club that you know has been yeah, by, by, you know, a whole division better for fifteen years. It's, it's an incredible legacy, really, isn't it? Well,
0: well that's right. Don't think he to go to twice. I think he's the only man in Irish to to get a promotion twice. Yeah you know, so that, that is a, a feat in itself, the important thing being that it built the basis on which we could move forward, God bless him. after that, the club always had a contingency plan and whenever we went down we were always good enough to come back up and that's why we became this yo-yo club during the noughties as it were, um, but it, it, you know, we went, we went down and he brought us back up again, you know, which is a, a feat in itself.
1: Yeah, um, if, I wonder. Um, I, I, out of interest, if you had to rank, I would say there's there's three really prevailing names in the Albion over the over the past sort of um, over this era, you know, this past sort of 15 year era, which I would say is Megson, Dan Ashworth, and Jeremy Peace. Well, who yeah, who do you think? Who do you think got the lasting?
0: Guided the ship. If you look at where we were, when he became chairman. Where we are now, we've got a super ground. We've got super training facilities. You know, Dan Ashworth was responsible for digging out some of the players that have uh, helped us keep our place in the Premier League. I think notably, I mean, Malumba was a great uh, was a great find, wasn't he? Gotcha. You know what I mean? And Oden Wingy, God bless him, whatever happened at the end. He's still at the moment the record goal scorer for us in the Premier League, I think. And he was a fabulous player. And and Gary Megson. You see, without Gary Megson, there would have been no Dan Ashworth
1: yes yeah, absolutely
0: but there might not have been a jeremy piece because yeah. had things gone wrong jeremy might not have held on to the chairmanship and the whole history of the club would have changed and that's what i firmly believe that he was the catalyst for all this now okay he had his detractors uh, some people who applied for him and ended up thinking Ooh, I like him. but i mean that's that's part of the course in football isn't it you know everybody he picked thought he was brilliant and the best things in and some people he, he, he got rid of thought, ooh, would like all him. But that's, that's the way the game goes, you know.
1: Yeah, um, yeah. Have, you, uh, have you personally had much to do with him?
0: Oh yeah, at the, the, the time that he was manager there, we used to do a little video for away travel called Baggies Travel TV. Yeah, yeah. Right. You could only watch that if, it, if you traveled on the away coaches. Many people fondly remember that, not for me or my dad, but to, for Dave Holloway, my mate. And we used to, we used to do that. So, I had lots of chats with him. There was one special time as well, we were on tour in Denmark, and we went down to this place at the end of the world on the, on the, the train yeah. from Copenhagen. Yeah. From and we got to get back to the station in this little place, I can't remember the or nice something it was called. Uh, and when we got there, we found that there was no transport back from the ground, which was about three miles away from the station, after 12 o'clock. So that meant that we were jiggered and we just mentioned it pass in passing and he said, don't worry lads, I'll leave it with me. And the next thing he comes back and he says, right, he says, I've got you the team coach to take you back to the station after the game as long as you don't have anything stupid. <laughs> so, Brilliant. So he arranged that for us, God bless him. After the famous battle of Bramall Lane, yeah, there were half a dozen of us who were in a quiz at Manchester, yeah? Yeah. And after the match at Bramall Lane, we've got to go back over the Pennines to record this quiz on the Sunday, you see? And you know all about the Battle of Bramall Lane. Gotcha, well, yeah. I mean, that in itself is an historic day, and he was in charge on that day. So, um, we... Uh, we came out the ground at the end and, and uh, went round to the main reception. I don't know why we got out of the bus was picking us up there. And there he was in reception and all these Sheffield United fans were outside calling for his head, you know, yes, so-and-so. Because, you know, he was a Sheffield Wednesday man. Yeah. And uh, he said, do us a favour. He said, uh, escort me back to my car. So six of us escorted him back to his car in <laughs> the car park to this baying mob. And, uh, and got him back to his car and off he went. <laughs> That's brilliant. And then I, I did a night for him for, for the hospitality people and, and did a, a, a couple of, well, an hour or so with him in front of these people and I reminded him of that and he said that I was more in danger from you six than the the United fans. So,
1: <laughs> <laughs> so cle- clearly he's a, he's a bloke got on a personal, yeah, he's, he's known as quite an intense bloke um, uh, to manage it, but it sounds like on a personal level you got on with him pretty well?
0: Yeah, yeah, he was, he was fine he was great, but he, but he was self-focused, he was self-focused, uh, and, and you meet some people who are fairly laid back, of and Ordealers was fairly laid back, wasn't he, you know what I mean, yeah. but Gary was self-focused, and I suppose if you look at it from the outside looking in, when you are doing a job, and you're standing for what you do, you know, and at the end of the day, as we've seen recently, a manager carries the camp, but he's self-focused, and, and and like it or not, when a player had outlived his usefulness to him, that was it.
1: Yeah.
0: Whoever he was, whatever he'd done, he had to say, I'm sorry, but I, you know, I've got to get somebody else in and I've got to do this and he was so focused and I think that was um that was one of the things that I remember dealing with him, uh, that, that, that he was like so absolutely, 100% focused
1: on his task ahead and nothing but nothing could get in the way. So considering we, we've agreed so much about this, about the, about the kind of lasting impact he's had on the club, what do you think about, should there be some lasting um, memorial to Megson at the Albion? You know, maybe not as grand as a name in a stand, maybe not as grand as a statue, but should there, there should be a Gary Megson something at the Albion, shouldn't there?
0: Mm. Good good call. But there are there are mementos and tributes to him around the ground in terms of the memorabilia. He's certainly not forgotten in terms of his achievement. Yeah. The two um the two shields we won for the uh, runners up um and in the championship twice, there in the ground, nicely framed with the photograph of him and everything, you know. Um well, Gary makes him stand. It would have to move around and shout a lot, you see. So, <laughs> <the> <laughs> it wouldn't
1: be. Yeah, that's right. You wouldn't sit comfortably in that stand, <laughs> would you? You
0: wouldn't sit comfortably. Don't get me wrong. I mean, as I say, his achievement is brilliant and he's part and parcel of um of where we are now, definitely. Uh, and as I said the only bloke in, the, in our history to win two promotions with the football club and at a vital and essential time that it was necessary yeah. because we have been in the wilderness for too long, not like the old days, it didn't matter too much other than you were in the different division. but now of course the financial rewards of being in the Premier League, love it all lovely, are so great that you have to be there it has to be
1: yeah uh, absolutely
0: so he dragged us up by the uh, the shoe laces and, 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 and got us in that division so just felt- many other little stories you know that Andy Johnson's probably told you the couple anyway <laughs> yes he's
1: just proud to Andy Johnson about Gary yeah, he Mason, he'll tell you uh, yeah. he'll tell you some he had plenty know. to say yeah um um, just finally I wanted to ask as a fan I mean mean, obviously there was Megson left under you know a bit of a cloud as managers tend to do Um, you were at Spurs the other day have you found the opportunity to sort of have a final goodbye
0: well, I think this happens in football, doesn't it, you know before you know where you are, there's players who've been absolute superheroes to you and suddenly overnight they've gone you've never had the chance to say cheerio I mean he did get, uh, he did get the accolades on Saturday, didn't he there's only one Gary Mixon makes and makes and, makes and give us a wave, and we did a splendid job on Saturday uh, you know, whatever he's done during the week in training has lifted the side because you saw a different attitude, and also a different set up. I think the masterstroke that he played was playing Sam Field, who's young and eager and will give you 100% because he wants to get in the team. Yeah, so I there was yeah. a lad he put in at Tottenham, at Wembley, 60-odd thousand. You think, what a daunting thing that is for a bloke. No doubt Gary had a word with him before and then said, you know, just go out, play your game and, and, and run for us. So... um Saturday he did very well. I was just thinking in my statistical head, you know, who was the last bloke that had his last game in charge at Wembley for the Albums?
1: Oh yeah, that's a good one.
0: Mm. So, um, it may not be his last time, though, had it? I'm, I'm hearing that he's probably going to be in charge for tomorrow. Yeah. Because of was the by the way. Yes, yes, of course, yeah. yeah. So, and I mean, that was a season, wasn't it? That was a great
1: season as
0: well. Yeah, that's... But, uh, that,
1: they, I d- d- they didn't give me too many good memories for the album when I was young, but that was one of the good ones.
0: <laughs> the people, you know, as you, as you say, did he have the chance to say good boy? the time that bad happens, bad happens now, doesn't it? Yeah. You know, and Tony Pulis, God bless him, I was always, always proud Pulis as people know, um, that's why I get called names sometimes. <laughs> <you know. laughs> but uh, his achievement has to be up there as well if people think about it. I think you you're know, right. He was bought to do a job, yeah. when he came, we were in trouble. I'd 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 agree in the three places that we'd under under Andre's tutelage
1: was wonderful I I think Albert have made three really astute managerial appointments in my lifetime Megson Hodgson and Pulis Pulis probably um, ended less happily with the fans than the rest of them but fundamentally uh, without him it's a different story now I'd say well that's right
0: definitely I think so if people look at what Hodgson did we were in trouble when he came. Mm-hmm. He did the famous as Tony basically, sorted us out, got us organised, made sure we didn't lose, so that we got the platform to build from. And and that's what happened, you know. I mean, we could talk all day about Tony Pudis. Gary Megson, the sad thing about Megos, after everything he achieved, we go down to Crystal Palace one day, and he put it, tipping it down the rain, and everybody's soaked. There's a big dispute about the new away strip. There's a big hoo-ha about Inamoto. We lose 3-0, and he's gone. Yeah. After all he's achieved. But that ain't, you know, that's par for the course in the game, is it?
1: And now we'll, we'll, uh, we'll always have Wembley, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's turned out nice in the end, really. And, and we
0: scored, and we play lose at the new Wembley. And London is the first Venezuelan to score at Wembley, and the first Albion man to score at the new Wembley.
1: You know, no. Yeah, it was well, uh, two
0: thousand home league
1: game or something. Uh, it was it won a, a bad all day. John, that's um, that's brilliant. Thank you for joining us on a no. uh, woman corner. We've really uh, really enjoyed your time.
0: No problem. I also do podcast and some of doing fishing, but obviously I'm a technophobe, you see, so.
1: <laughs> OK, so now we're just going to run you some audio of what, what, what will be the last uh, press conference that Gary Megson ever gives us Albion uh, Albie manager, barring him coming back again I should say, but certainly of, uh, of this phase um, and we'll kick off, we, we've edited it out the first, but we'll kick off where he's asked about Sam Field, who obviously um, marked Megson's last game as manager um, in this spell uh, with, uh, with his first ever goal uh, which is a moment I think will live longer the memory for a lot of Albion fans it's great to see a, a young Fan um, realising his dream in front of us all. Field's
2: performance and goal must fill feel, feel you with a lot of uh, confidence and uh, it's M- Me Not or enjoy. him? Sorry. Um, it must be uh, a positive. On... Well, it is a positive, but his performance and just having him around the place is a positive. It, it, that will do him, and like, you know, scoring a goal is great for any player. Scoring when it's the team you've supported as a, as a youngster and it's at home. And um, you know, and it's at this level, you could see what it meant to him, and, and indeed, you could see what it meant to everybody else. And um, we didn't switch on from that point onwards because they—they, they, as I say, they just got um, more direct, slung it in there, and we—we we didn't handle it. And it should have been more, it should have been easier for us to handle what the, the, what had come um, before that.
1: Apart from the result, Gary, did you enjoy being back today in the,
2: the proper? Uh, I've enjoyed it since I've been here. You know, with, with Tony, you know, being alongside Tony, but um, you know, that's that's what I've done all my life in terms of management and job. You know, so it was uh, nothing was nothing was new. Um, it, and the crowd, they it? were great. Yeah, the, the crowd were great, but they had something to uh, to hang out on at two 0 and it's like such a disappointment that's not happened. But in terms of the crowd, myself, the team, it was a good seventy minutes and a, and a really poor twenty minutes. Gary, do, you, do, you, do, you, do you hope that people look at this week that you had in charge of football and appreciate what you've done in, in that short time so, as a manager and, and sort of value as a, as a number one again? It, it shouldn't be on you know the last eight days and yeah. two that are on, you know, I've, um, I've had two promotions to the Premier League. Um, you know, all remind the... people? Think, oh right, so. but they shouldn't need remind. They should know because like you know people are talking now about the. Um, the, the, the stuff that's going down at the uh, at the wrong end of the table. I, I kept Bolton up four points out of ten games, which is way worse than anybody that's got it now. Took Bolton further than they've ever been in Europe. I could go on. I've never been one to blow me on trumpet, but maybe I should have started. <laughs> but like, you know, I don't know. They should know. You know, I can I can sort football clubs out that are on the backside. I've done I've done that. So you know, if anybody's you know interested in those kind of things, fine. What, what? Thanks, for, thanks for asking <laughs> where does your future without with Albion lie is, is, is there um, a meeting tomorrow I, I'll, I'll tell you and no, then there's no point going asking me anything else because I can't tell you uh, the players are off tomorrow they've not, uh, they've not been off for, for eight days I don't think we'd get a tune out of her anyway because they're so flat uh, me myself I'm in at 10 o'clock to see the, uh, the chairman uh, I'm not aware of what it's about, but I'll, um, I'll, I'll turn up to that meeting. I can't tell you anything more because I don't know anything more. If, if it is to be another manager would you continue as a number two at all or is that it? I, do, I just said I can't tell you anymore, like you know, I've that in the last eight days is, is what I do, I've been a manager I've never been an assistant manager before, uh, I was alongside Tony, it took a while to work out you know, what I'm supposed to do, what he wanted me to do, um, so it was probably the most difficult role I've had because yeah, I wasn't managing. So, you know, that is easier for me because I know, I know, hopefully, know what to do there. I'm trying to hang on to a 2-0 leader, you mm-hmm. <laughs> want.
1: <laughs> so that was that. Um... It's goodbye to Gary from now, from uh, from from us Albion fans, and, and here at uh, at Woodman Corner. It's been really, really nice, you know, to be able to reflect on a um, Albion manager who's probably done more for the club across the course of my life than anyone else that you could name. So I've enjoyed that. Thank you to, uh, to Gary Megson for speaking to us previously, to Greg Everton. To John Homer for the help with this, and just as always, you know this is an Albion podcast for fans. So please get in touch with your memories of Megson in general. You can get us at Woodman Podcast on Twitter, or you can find me on Twitter Graham Underscore Brown. Um, and just generally, we want to hear your stories about the album. We want to hear what you think. You want to hear your your funny tales let's get you all on the podcast and um and also let me know if you think it's any good or if you think it's rubbish or how you think it should change that's that's how this works really so thank you again for joining us at uh, woodman corner and onwards and upwards to the next one